Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. We are a podcast where we discuss movies, maybe some cult classics, maybe some pop culture movies, maybe some fun movies, maybe a movie you've seen, maybe a movie you haven't seen. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. And then you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. All right, so... We just saw Endgame. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it is the last Avengers movie in the what people are now calling the Infinity Saga. So I decided to rank all 22 movies. Oh, boy. Starting with number 22. Okay. Going all the way to one. Okay. And this will be a two-parter. So today we're going to start with 22 and end at 11. Okay. Then next week we will do 10 to 1. So number 22 makes a lot of sense. It's almost like an honorable mention movie. <laughs> um, and it is The Incredible Hulk. Is this the one with Ed Norton? It's the only Incredible Hulk movie, yes. Well, there was a couple. There and... was a Hulk movie. Okay. Uh, that uh, was directed by Ang Lee and starred Eric Bana. I always that forget movie about that. Is movie. a terrible movie. Yes. And then there's the Incredible Hulk. There's no other Hulk movies. There wasn't another one after this. No. Oh, I thought there was. No. Huh. Sorry, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. So <laughs> he might get one now. No, I think his story is told well in the Avengers movies. Yeah. And, and Thor Ragnarok and whatnot. So, The Incredible Hulk. I call it an honorable mention because Nick Fury is not really in it. He's in it in an in end credit scene at the end. Yeah. Um, they don't talk about the Infinity Stones. And they don't do that in Iron Man Iron Man 2 either. Was this... Where was this in line with Iron Man? It was the one right after Iron Man. Okay. So, this... Uh, 2008... Okay. Rated PG-13, one hour, 52 minutes. I liked this movie. I did too. It was a better movie than uh, Hulk that came out. Oh, yeah. Um, that movie was widely dumb. It was not good. It didn't no. have a good story. And and this is Ang Lee's, or that was Ang Lee's movie. You know, like he won an Oscar for Brokeback Mountain and then he got picked to do the Hulk, and uh, it didn't go well. Hmm. But this is the Incredible Hulk. It's a much better Hulk movie. Uh, it stars Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, and William Hurt. And the uh, the director is Louis Letterer. Letterier? Letterier? So, William Hurt. Yeah. He was in... Uh, of the Avengers movies, right? Yeah, he's Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Let me get this guy's name right, though. Louis Leterrier? That sounds right. I don't know. Uh, he directed The Transporter. That's what oh, he's famous okay. for. Okay. Uh, and uh, we follow Bruce Banner. He's been the Hulk for a while, mm -hmm. trying to suppress his anger, whatnot. And... Uh, Somebody else gets irradiated with gamma, becomes the abomination, and all hell breaks loose, and the Hulk wins and goes off into hiding again. 
And that's the last you see of the Hulk until the Avengers. Yeah. Um, um, I really liked Ed Norton in this role. Yeah, he was really good, but I guess he's really difficult to work with. He wanted a creative control over the Hulk. And uh, at the time, it was... I forget who owns the Hulk. It's not Disney. Um, he's on loan to Disney. Like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man is. Yeah, but I don't know who... I, I keep forgetting who has yeah. the rights to the Hulk. I kept Could thinking... Could be Paramount still. Oh, that's possible. I kept thinking today about how different the Hulk would have been, especially in this last movie, if Ed Norton had stayed on. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been a completely different movie. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as he, much. He's, uh, Ed Norton's a lot more serious than exactly. Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah. And, and he just... He's a great actor. Mm -hmm. um, I like him in Fight Club. I liked him in Primal Fear, American History X. Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> uh, but in this, he was good. It was a superior Hulk movie to other iterations mm -hmm. of the Hulk that we got. And it kind of helped yeah. the situation. Okay. So that's number 22. Okay. 21, Avengers Age of Ultron. I can understand why it's and so I, far down the... And I did yeah. put this way low. Mm -hmm. And it's way low for a reason. Yeah. There was too much humor. Um, Ultron was not fleshed out well. And uh, they sh they shoehorned a Hulk and Black Widow love interest thing going on. Yeah. And it made no sense to the story. And it, it makes no sense to the comic book world because those two rarely interact anyway right i mean to be fair the hulk really hasn't been uh an avenger since like the 60s and sometimes they pop him in every now and then but like the hulk that we had the raging hulk mm -hmm. he was only avenger for a very short period of right. time so this one yeah 2015 uh also rated pg-13 two hours 21 minutes it's a long movie too and it felt like a long movie and we saw this in the theater um and i like the movie i like every single one of these movies and i'm not gonna say that this is the worst one but it is kind of like the one that i don't like the most i i think if you're going to say anything about disliking any of this film, um, I did not like that they killed off Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah, that's just Joss Whedon. I mean, Joss Whedon directed this. Uh, he needs to stop killing people. Yeah. Um, stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, oh, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Jeremy Renner, James Spader as Ultron. The villains, they played a little fast and loose with. I mean, I think we saw Claw for the first time here. Um, oh, uh-huh. Uh, they hinted at Wakanda. Um, they hinted at a couple things. And they brought Vision into the story. Yes. So that was cool. And Vision uh, carried Mjolnir. Yes. He, like, held it. So Vision is worthy. Um, the next one is... Thor the Dark World. Oh. This, this one... This was hard. Yeah, this one's a hard one. Because, again, um, this is this is uh, directed by Alan Taylor. 
he's also known for doing a lot of television, like The Sopranos, Rome. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so some really like good shows. A lot of our HBO shows, mm-hmm. he's directed at least one or two well, or this movie several was pretty. episodes. Yeah. Um, the story wasn't great. But he also directed uh, Terminator Genesis, oh. which is a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. It is the most convoluted movie I've ever seen. The problems I had with this movie was uh, Christopher Eccleston played uh, Malkaith, the uh, the Dark Elf. Yeah. He had no charisma. He had barely any lines that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a forgettable villain. Yeah. And in the and comics... He's a superior actor. Yeah. And in the comics, he he's this flamboyant, very, very charismatic character. Is he more like Loki? He's, he's, no, he's more like the Dark Elf. I mean, he's just a flamboyant guy. Okay, well, I've always thought of Loki as flamboyant, Well, he is, but it's a different kind, I guess. So, Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. Natalie Portman's in this movie. This is her last film. Um, With the MCU? Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Hiddleston and Christopher Eccleston. And, uh... There's this uh, other guy that's in like a lot of the first movies. You know, mm-hmm. he he's like this scientist guy that they keep coming back to, and uh, he kind of gives Loki the Loki pokey stick. Oh, in that the guy! Avenger. So, yeah, he's actually um, an Asgardian. Is he? Yeah, we found that out watching Shield. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, Thor: The Dark World. I mean. It brought up, you know, one of the infinity gems or stones. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out later it's not really a stone as much as a putty, you know. Um, but uh, it's the uh, the aether is what it's called. It gets inside uh, Jane Foster, causing havoc. This one, yeah, it's just not as good as... It could have been. No, there the the chemistry between um, Natalie Portman, yeah, and Chris Hemsworth. and Chris Hemsworth. It wasn't it there. Wasn't there? There was no spark. No, no she nothing. didn't want to be in this movie. It looked like Kat Dennings was in this movie, and she looked more enthused being in this oh, movie yeah. than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, again, Christopher Eccleston just did a terrible job, um, and he's a good actor. It was probably the direction he was given as well. Yeah, probably. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. All right. Let's move on from that crap show to a different crap show. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What Um, number are we on now? We're on 19. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. Iron Man 2 was rushed. Yes. There was a lot of mistakes in this movie. Um, 2010, so two years after the first... Uh, rated PG-13, two hours and four minutes, directed by John Favreau. Um, this will be his last uh, movie he directs for the MCU. He gets an executive uh, producer credit on uh, pretty much everything that Robert Downey Jr. is in. Okay. Um, because I guess that might have been in his contract. And he's also in all the movies that he's in, too. Yes, yeah. He plays Happy Hogan, um, Tony Stark's bodyguard. And John Favreau, he's a great director mm-hmm. um, and actor. Um, Chef is a really good movie. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, another good movie uh, would be uh, Made is one of his and and Swingers. 
Yeah. And uh, he tells stories. Like, he used to do this uh, show called Dinner for Five. Oh, I wish they'd bring that back. And uh, it would just be him and five other people just talking about, you know, the business and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he told this story once about how uh, he was an extra. Because he started (laughs) off as an extra. Right. And uh, he is in Uncle Buck as an extra. He's driving along the freeway, but he has his dome light on. That's the only way you know it's him. Right. Okay, so um, in this movie, we see a hybrid sort of villain um, in, in, what's his name, Uh, Mickey Rourke. He plays a Russian, um, and that Russian's name is usually connected to, in the comics, to the Crimson Dynamo. He was not the Crimson Dynamo in this movie. Um, nor was he really whiplash, even though he used whips. Yeah. Um, it felt like they mixed him up They did. He's an amalgam of several different villains. Um, Robert Downey Jr. comes back, I guess, or of course. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Don Cheadle replaces uh, Terrence Howard. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as uh, James Rhodes, uh, Scarlett Johansson debuts in this movie as the Scarlet oh, Witch. She, that's right. Um, and Sam Rockwell is the kind of bad guy. Mm-hmm. I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. But it was kind of odd to see him in mistake scenes. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... At y- one point, y- you see his hands and they're blue for no yeah. discernible reason. I don't know what was going on during the making of this film, but they're the most movie mistakes in any current film that I know of. This one has well over 200, I think. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's um, a lot. That's hard to still, forgive. Still, it's a fun movie to watch. Um, it's There's some retcon canon in this where uh, a little boy dressed as Iron Man uh, points his fake blaster at... Uh, one of the bad robots, and uh, it turns out that that's Peter Parker. Yeah. So that's number 19. <laughs> um, number 18, I had to put it somewhere, and I really like the movie. Okay. And I'm going to say this a lot. I really <laughs> like this movie. Um, 2018, PG-13, one hour, 58 minutes, and it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really? Yeah. It's directed by Peyton Reed. Um, he is most famous for uh, Bring It On. I like that movie. Yeah. Um, stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, mm-hmm. Michael Pena, uh, Walton Goggins. It plays some industrious billionaire butthole guy. <laughs> um, Hannah John Kamen. I think is her name. Uh, is she she the plays Cassie? Ghost. Oh, oh, oh. And Michael Douglas. Um, obviously, I'm not going to name everybody in this movie because Reasons. we, we want to keep it down. <laughs> um, so why did you put it this far back? Because this is a more inferior to the two movies so far. Interesting. Yeah. I think that it should be in front of... Uh, I don't know. I I just I think it should be further further up your list. Well, it's not. No, I really like this movie. Um, Ant Man has to, you know, he's he's under house arrest because of the Civil War thing. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, there's a lot of funny things that happen. I would have put this movie before Civil War. No. Yeah. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, he's trying to find, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name already. The mother. Yeah, the mother. Janet. Janet Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember who she's played. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's trying to find Michelle Pfeiffer. She's stuck in the quantum realm. So this introduces the quantum realm to the MCU. We get to see water bears. We do get to see they water bears. don't act like this, but no. we get to see water bears. What's odd is that the same the same weekend that we watched this, we watched an episode of Family Guy where they get attacked by water bears. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, so... Ghost was an okay villain, but not really villainous. There wasn't really a bad guy in this movie to really speak of, except for maybe Walton Goggins, but he was a nothing kind yeah, of yeah, bad it guy. Was, it was more about trying to rescue yeah. Janet than anything else. And wasn't it, it was Ken Jong that was the cop? No. The FBI agent? Who was the FBI agent? It was somebody funny. Oh, um... I don't remember. Yeah. It's not Joel McHale. No. I don't know who it is. It doesn't matter. But, you know, somebody funny playing the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Being talked down to. Um, Judy- oh, I know who it is. It's um, the dad from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, that's right. Martin Lee. No, that's not his name. I don't think that's his name. No, no Martin Lee's the bad guy in uh, Spider-Man oh. uh, video game. <laughs> Uh, but he looks like Martin Lee from the video game. Okay. So, yeah. You know, we got to see Ant-Man shrink, get bigger. Um, also, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in this movie and he plays Goliath. Well, he doesn't play Goliath. He plays a character who was once worked with Pem and, yes. uh, but his character in the, in the movie is the same name as the character that played Goliath. So I find it interesting that they decided to make uh hank and janet older the older versions instead of starting with them i think i think they did that one to establish that the marvel universe has always had superpowered beings okay um and two um because in the current iteration of the comics janet van dyne is kind of like this motherly figure to a girl named nadia pym Okay. Who plays, who is the Wasp. Okay. And Scott Lang is Ant-Man because Hank Pym is deadish. Well, also <laughs> Hank had a very bad history of, you know. One time abuse. does not make it history, but they keep bringing Well, they bring it up, up, so they make it, it's a stigma for him, yeah. you know. Um, but right now, like where I'm reading in the comics, um, Hank Pym is actually half Ultron. Oh. Yeah, and he's like Ultron, but with some of Pym's memories, and he's kind of evil, so he's kind of a villain. And it doesn't it make sense, very but convoluted. it's crazy. Yeah, he was thrown into the sun at one point, but he's okay now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I really like this movie. I really, really like this movie, mm-hmm. but it had to go somewhere. Number 18. Okay. Uh, number 17 is our Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, 2013, two hours, 10 minutes, rated PG-13 as well. All of these are rated yeah. PG-13, by the way. 
Iron Man 3. Okay. Directed by Shane Black, and we all know him from Predator. Okay. And uh, more recently, The Predator. <laughs> but he's, he had done he's a got ton a type, of, huh? He's, he's done a ton of stuff. Shane Black is a good director, mm-hmm. and he has directed some good stuff. That being said, he's also directed a lot of garbage. This is the one with uh, supposed to be Fin Fang Foom, but didn't turn out to be Not Fin, fin Fang, Fang Foom. Foom. The Mandarin. The Mandarin. I always yeah. get them mixed for some reason. One's I don't know why. One's a dragon, one's a person. I know. <laughs> but I kept remember hearing... Fin Fang Foom is actually mentioned briefly in The Incredible Hulk when, they, when they're when they in uh, the city and they're fighting and you see a movie uh, marquee that says Fin Fang Foom, the movie. I wonder. Yeah. I just thought I remembered hearing rumors that Fin Fang Foom was going to be in this movie. No. Um, and then it didn't happen. No. This is uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Guy Pierce, Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Ben Kingsley, and Ty Simpkins. Ty Simpkins played a little boy. Oh. A little tech boy. Okay. And uh, he was kind of cool. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was barely in the suit in this movie. Yeah. And it bothered a lot of people. I didn't mind it as I much. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was kind of nice because in, in in comics, you don't always get them in costume. Right. And you get, you know, character building. It's like, what does Iron Man do when he's not in the Iron Man suit? Well, he's a, he's a tech genius. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do things. Yeah. He's a detective. He can think. He has critical thinking skills. He did all that. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow wears armor at some point in this movie. That's kind of cool. I think that's cool. the first time she, she had gets, to. She gets superpowers for a brief second when she gets <laughs> the uh, extremis. Um, oh, I forgot about that. You see every iteration of any suit ever. Yeah, that was um, pretty cool. In a big fight at the end. Um, it's a fun movie. Rody, I really like this Rody movie. Rody got a new suit in this yeah, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he gets the Iron Patriot suit. Yeah. And, and in the comics, it was kind of weird because in the comics, the Iron Patriot is actually Norman Osborn. So. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, what happened was Norman Osborn uh, took over the Thunderbolts as their director. Because okay. S.H.I.E.L.D. had fallen uh-huh. and Norman Osborn brought something in called Hammer. H period, A period, M period, oh, uh-huh. you know, whatever. And uh, Hammer took control of the Thunderbolts, called them the Dark Avengers. and uh, And gave them all new looks. So Mac Gargan, the Scorpion, mm-hmm. um, they just gave him the Venom costume. Oh, my. Um, Dakin, the son of Wolverine, just became Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know. And, and various other people became things. But, uh, yeah, he became the Iron Patriot and led the team. He was Very also odd. evil as hell and uh, abusive <laughs> to these people. And it was, it was like the Suicide Squad, except nobody got their head blown off. Yeah. It is a Christmas movie, though, because it happens in Christmas. So, there you go. Yeah, Pepper gets that, that big that bear big with bear. the boobs. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Um, the thing that also bothered a lot of people was that Ben Kingsley did not really. He wasn't really. He wasn't the really the villain. No, no, and those were brilliant commercials, man. The, yeah, them showing him with all the tattoos and I'm going to destroy Iron Man, blah blah blah. And then it turns out he's just some actor. Yeah, 
just some actor just playing a part. No, the real bad guy, he really hates your guts. I don't. I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty brilliant. But too. In the comics, though, the Mandarin has these elemental rings. There's like ten rings. Yeah. And each ring has a secret power. I don't want to say Captain Power or Captain Planet, but it's kind of like Captain Planet. Uh. And uh, But the problem is, is that he is a... a uh, Asian stereotype that uh, Marvel really didn't want to portray on screen. Well, that makes sense. Although Ben Kingsley is Asian, he's from India. So, there you go. So we never got a true Mandarin, actually. No, there was a Marvel one-shot where he was in, he was being interrogated, Mm -hmm. and then things happened, and he was taken away by the real Mandarin, but that's never fleshed out. Yeah. All right, number 16... It's another good one. Uh, Thor, the original. The very first one? Yeah. In this one, is it was kind of like the same as Iron Man 3, where he wasn't really Thor most of the movie. Right. Um, his father casts him out, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to figure out life on planet Earth for a while. 2011, PG-13, one hour, 55 minutes. And this one's directed by Kenneth Branagh. Interesting. Um, he was the, he was what? He was the professor in, um, Harry Potter, yeah. right? The one, the lying one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also, uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah. He, he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, as far as directing, this is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a, it's um, a, it's a, it's a little a slow in a couple though. Vo- Even at an hour 55 minutes, yeah. it feels quick. Well, there's a couple slow parts. I don't think so. Like when they're walking downtown with the, the one uh, thing that... The Devastator? Yeah, and it's like, you know, that was kind of slow to me. I don't know. I liked it. Devastator was a perfect villain. The chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and uh, Natalie Portman in this movie was better. Yeah. So it almost feels like... Between the first and the second movie, something happened, mm-hmm. and it was probably because she had to come back and she didn't want to. Right, and I don't think that they had an idea of the Infinity Gauntlet yet at right. this point. Um, there's no real mention of the Infinity Gems. You see in a trophy room, you do see the Infinity Gauntlet up in up in Asgard, but you find out it's a fake. Oh. So anyway, uh, Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins plays Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, Kat Dennings, hot chick. I don't know. Was Idris Elba in this one? Yeah, he was. He was in all three. Yeah, this is where he he signed on to something he didn't realize was going to yeah. be this big. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's actually he's pretty busy. Oh yeah. I mean, he doesn't have time to dedicate his whole entire life to. Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. So, number 15 is the most recent movie we have in this back end. Okay. Um, from 2019, it is PG-13, two hours and three minutes long. It's Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. So, it's a duo. Mm-hmm. Um... I looked at what they've directed before, and none of it I have ever heard of or seen. So one oh, one movie is called Sugar. Okay. So I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, 
They did a really good job with what they had in this movie. Carol Danvers is not my favorite iteration of Captain Marvel. It's always going to be Rick Jones and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, from the seventies and sixties, but they did a really good job with this movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't bog it down with a lot of you know history and crap. Right. Um. Brie Larson, Sam Jackson, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn mm-hmm. um, Jude Law, and Annette Benning, And uh, the things that they brought into this movie will, I think, set uh, stepping stones to future movies. Yes. Like The Scroll and yes. Cree. I found it interesting that uh, they made The Scrolls. The good guys. Yeah, it's it's really... It, it's very it's, odd. It's a good thing to do because then the next time we see Skrulls, they're going to be the bad guys. Oh, yeah. The Skrulls in the comics are... Sh- most most of them are shapeshifters, not all of them. Right. Um, there's one Skrull in particular called the Super Skrull. Mm-hmm. He has every single power of the Fantastic Four. Was that more of like what... Um... No, it's not. Okay, how did he get the powers then? I don't know. He just has them? Yeah. Oh. He doesn't absorb them from coming in contact with uh -uh. them? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It sets up the Kree pretty good. It expands the cosmic universe part of the Marvel universe um, where Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok had set some stepping stones there too. And... uh, we see a lot of uh, interesting things. It's it's a fun movie because it's set in the 90s. You get to hear some grunge music, some alternative There's music. It's a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson has both his eyes and they youngify him, and it's creepy but cool. It's great how we find out how he lost his eye. Yeah. Um, Goose is really cool. Goose is cool, yeah. But I don't get the reference. Anyway. Um <laughs> I actually really liked Brie Larson. Yeah. I thought she did a good job at trying to be a robotic type personality because that's what she was trained to be. And I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. The hate that she got is not hate that she deserves. No. And uh, yeah, she's outspoken. But I guess if you're an outspoken female, you're the bad guy. To some people, that's true. She didn't deserve the hate that she got. Yeah. Number 14 is... A huge cast. Is it another Avengers movie? It is not. Oh. No. Uh, It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 um, from 2017. Rated PG-13, 2 hours, 16 minutes. Directed by the James Gunn. Director of Slither. (laughs) And I think Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. When, when When I finally discuss trauma on this podcast james gunn's going to be mentioned a couple times okay starring chris pratt zoe saldana dave bautista vin diesel bradley cooper michael rooker karen gillen um palm whatever her cute name is oh yes uh the girl who played manis Mm -hmm. kurt russell inexplicably we also had uh seth green uh, reprising his role as howard the duck we also oh, yeah. had um, James Gunn's brother yeah, playing he's, one of the Ravagers. He's always in it. And he gets the mock at the end. Yes. And, and, uh, and uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it was nice to get, like, 
the little callback to the Miley Cyrus. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a weird ending to that movie. Now, we have what I would consider the original Star Guardians of the Galaxy. Because you see Starcar, you know, Charlie 27, people like that. Mm -hmm. And the head handles. I don't know. Handles was the Cyberman. Yes, you can call him Handles here. Um, But yeah, that was really weird to see. I liked it. The ending of this movie is probably as perfect as an ending you can get out of this content mm-hmm. um ego the living planet is not a celestial in the comics he's just this sentient planet that really gets mad at people for stepping on him <laughs> i was really happy with this movie because when i heard ego the living planet was going to be in it i was like how are they going to do that yeah and getting Kurt Russell to be this character was a great idea. The the part that really sticks with me, and, and I thought about it today, was uh, when him and Chris Pratt are talking. And he's talking about how much he loved Chris Pratt's mother, you know, yeah. Star-Lord's mother. And he says, he says, and it, and it just broke my heart when I had to put the cancer in her. Yeah. And Star-Lord just goes from sad to what did you just say? Uh-huh. And just starts blasting him. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it shows the impulsiveness of Star-Lord. Yes. And how he's, he, he has a, a code. Mm-hmm. And if you cross that code or if you cross that line, you're going to get dealt with. Yeah. And they dealt with the uh, ego, the living planet. This one had a couple cutscenes, like at the end, like five, I think it was. But none of them involved... Thor Ragnarok. No. None of them set up any other movie. No. They were just there. Mm-hmm. What was also nice about this movie is the progression between Nebula and Gamora's relationship. Yes. Yes, that is very important. Um, yeah, I really I really liked the, the arcs in this movie. Yeah. They set it up with Guardians of the Galaxy and they, they kind of hit them out of the park with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Hopefully, Volume 3 um, will explain some stuff. Well, they're bringing back James Gunn already. Yeah. So, that didn't last long. No. Um, I mean, if if people got burned alive for things that they said 20 years ago, everybody would be burned alive. Oh, yeah. Everybody says stupid stuff. Yeah. Some and of us say especially, really Especially after stuff. You, you've apologized for it you know years ago and then it just gets brought it back up again and they had this knee-jerk reaction so screw you guys he deserves to be director (laughs) number 13 is right where it belongs okay right in the middle well almost kind of (laughs) it's captain america the first avenger okay now it's a good movie yeah and uh they copied it yeah, you know, Wonder Woman copied the format basically. Basically, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman is a really good movie, though. Wonder Woman's a good movie up until one part, and then it's a terrible movie. <laughs> um, this one is directed by Joe Johnston. He directed another superhero movie okay. called The Rocketeer. Oh, long, long ago. He was in The Empire Strikes Back as as a character and a New Hope. Um. This stars Chris Evans, Hugo Weaving, uh, Haley Atwell, and Sebastian Stan. 
I didn't mention like Samuel L. Jackson, who got second billing in this movie. He was in this movie in the end credits. Yeah. He wasn't in this movie. No. So that kind of annoyed me. But, you know, it's it's Captain America's origin, and it's perfect. We got it's, Peggy Carter. Yeah, Haley um, Atwell. Yeah, I loved Peggy Carter. Yeah, they did a direct series mm-hmm. of that. You know, they, they did... Uh, Peggy Carter Chronicles, or what was it called? Oh. Peggy Carter, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And that was a really good show, and I don't know why it got canceled. Well, I know why it got canceled. It just didn't get the viewers. Yeah, but I thought it was better than S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And, you know, she never mentioned who her husband was in that series. Mm -hmm. But now we know who it was. I know. Anyway... I thought that was really smart of them to do, by the way. Yeah. Also, Hugo Weaving played Red Skull, and he does a very good job, but he did not like sitting in the makeup chair and and getting all that done to him. So he decided to to decline coming back. I feel like he should have come back in uh, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. As Robert Redford's character. Oh, uh uh-huh. And you just find out that he just came back, and here he is. Um, it also shows us the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time, we're starting to see some sort of idea that is coming about right. to make up the Infinity Gems. So how did Red Skull die in this movie? Was it the he Tesseract? Grabbed, he grabbed the Tesseract, and he got sucked into space. Okay. So that's how he probably ended up yeah. on that planet Absolutely. Then. Okay. Because we do get to see him again later. Yeah. Yeah, we see him in the last two Avengers movies. The The weird thing was, you know, puny Chris Evans versus jacked Chris Evans. That was a weird scene, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Him, um, him, any of him being really skinny. Yeah. You could tell it's CGI. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones has his... Uh, Handler. No, his, uh, what is it? His, uh, drill sergeant at first. Oh, yeah. Um, they show a little bit of the Howling Commandos. That know? would be a good movie, actually. Yeah. If they would make that. Um, if they could get the same people. And they got, they all got weird names, too. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, a whole bunch of history that they put, you know, they, they put the entire history of Captain America comics in a two-hour and whatever movie two-hour and four-minute movie mm-hmm. um he gets encased in ice which movie was it that we saw them in the arctic and they find then Captain he came America? back wasn't that um, the, that one the hulk it might have been the hulk i can't remember it was one of the end i one of the the yeah extra scenes i don't remember could be iron man too i don't know it feels uh, like it would have been one of the iron man yeah. movies iron man 3 happens after the avengers so had it been one of the first two. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then it cuts to now where he wakes up and they're playing music, you know, mm. trying to yeah. ease him in. And then uh, welcome to 2014 or 2012, yeah. Captain America. It's a complete shock. Yeah. Um, and then we got a trailer for the Avengers after this as well. Mm-hmm. And... As excited as I was seeing a Captain America movie that was done right, I almost, uh, like, freaked when I saw the Avengers was actually going to be made. Because nobody's... 
people said there's no way all those egos could make a movie right that big and it be good right so i guess they were wrong which leads us to number 12 the avengers marvel's <laughs> the avengers um in uh, the uk it was called avengers assemble because they didn't want it to be uh confused with the 1960s television show the avengers yeah and they had they've had a movie or two as well they had one movie yeah. starring uh a bunch of people like uma thurman, uma thurman. and uh, mm-hmm. i want to say uh james bond was in that movie sean connery so anyway the avengers directed by joss whedon robert downey jr chris evans scarlett johansson jeremy renner mark ruffalo chris hemsworth tom hiddleston clark Gregg. this was the first time we got to see hawkeye no it's not no thor was he in thor yeah interesting i don't remember, remember he that. was trying to get his uh thor was trying to get his hammer from that tented area yeah and Jeremy Renner was perched on something, and he goes, should I take the shot? And, and Fury's like, no. Yeah. Or it was Clark like Gregg a was blip, like, no. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, we really got to see him in this movie. Yes. Which was nice. And Clark Gregg is a gem of the Marvel Universe, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because he was in every single movie leading up to this. Yeah. Except for Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. That I know of can't think of him even being in that but he, he had these little quick things you know hey i'm with the strategic hazardous uh, yeah. blah blah and they're like i don't know what that is leave me alone you know that was in the first uh movie that was in iron man so clark Gregg was has been there since iron man and to see him in a actual role that was more than just hey i'm this weird guy right really helped now, Joss Whedon, being Joss Whedon, decides to kill a son of a gun off, but then brings him back for the series, and it's never mentioned because... Well, he went to Tahiti, and he, he had a wonderful time. Yeah, but in the Marvel <laughs> Universe and the television universe just don't mesh at all, and I feel like uh, Clark Gregg should have uh, come back for other Avengers movies. Yeah. As, as I should also note that they, the whole entire team of agents of shield should be in well yeah because they're this. supposed to be linear yeah together it was nice though clark Gregg did come back for captain marvel yes yes they youngified him as well they did <laughs> <laughs> i really like this movie because of like i said it's that ensemble cast yeah um joss whedon's pretty good with an ensemble cast i mean buffy the vampire slayer firefly angel um cabin in the woods who was the big bad villain in this one? Uh, it was Loki. Okay. Loki with his Loki pokey stick. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Chitari. Yes. And the Chitari were this... They couldn't use the scroll. Okay. Because it was owned by Fox. Mm-hmm. And so they created this Chitari. And the Chitari are like these mindless creatures that somehow know how to travel through space well they're controlled by thanos we found out yeah eventually yeah (laughs) a long time later yeah um in the comics he kind of like shows up on their planet kills their king and says i rule you now and they're all like okay (laughs) you know and so like but they they work in hives they they, they, if their eggs are stolen they come to wherever the eggs are uh, because they know where they are and they'll destroy your planet until they can find their young so Um, they're a bug planet yeah they're bugs yeah i can call them bugs they're bugs (laughs) but 
I really, I think that this movie is probably the most important out of the whole thing. It shows that, yeah, we can, we can complete a thought. Mm-hmm. Now we don't see that in DC. We have no. here, here's our thought. Oh no, it didn't work out too well. Well, let's start this. Oh no, that didn't work out either. Um, maybe if Ben Affleck became Batman, no, that just didn't work. Hey, Wonder Woman was cool. They need better stories. They, they need, need some a levity. Cohesive thought. Yeah, they need levity as well. Yeah. Um, they also need to stop casting uh, superstar directors as their direct choice. Like, all these directors, uh, Joss Whedon, he's small potatoes. I he's mean, a bigger name, but He's yeah. a bigger name. Um, the Russo brothers, small potatoes. James Gunn. James Gunn. Small potatoes. What they need to do is hire directors that are fans of the material. Yeah. You have to like the material that you're doing to put forth a good product. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. So this is probably, you know, we see the return of the Hulk. He's Mark yes. Ruffalo now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when they, when Scarlett Johansson comes into that room... And starts talking to him. And he makes like those quick moves. Yeah. And and suddenly he's got all these guns pointed at him. Um, I mean, it shows the intensity that that is there. Yeah. Like, we fear the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even Hulk out until like near the middle end of the movie. Um, and he didn't want to do it then and either. And uh, another difference between the Marvel Universe Hulk and uh, Superman the movie, the Man of Steel. Superman destroys Metropolis, just decimates it, trying to kill his villain. Yeah. And he kills his villain, which I'm not going to say that Superman doesn't kill because he does. Um, He's killed before. He'll kill again. Mm -hmm. Um, But when Banner is laying in that rubble, and he sees that there's all this destruction around him. He goes, did I hurt anybody? And that's the difference. Yeah. That's that's the thing that DC should have taken from all these movies. Not, hey, look at all this money they're making. We should make that money. Right. No. Yeah, because it's, no matter tell what. Tell this story. Yeah, no matter what. Even in the Superman comics, Superman always feels bad if he hurts someone yeah he has humility and, and a, a personality soul. yeah that's the thing he also has a personality he's funny yes he's smart mm-hmm. um even even batman has a personality yeah and a heart yeah and he doesn't want to kill people exactly you know he doesn't mind beating them up yeah i mean i'm not here to crap all over dc comics uh choice in movies but I am. The The Dark Knight movies were really good. Yeah. Christian Bale did a really good job of emoting and, mm-hmm. and giving life and character. Um, but still, it was really dark. And that's yeah. that's the problem I find with the DC movies is they're too dark. Right. Yeah, they make that throwaway joke in the Deadpool 2. <laughs> yeah. You're so dark. Are you sure you're not a DC movie? <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll get there eventually. Yeah. All right. So... Our final movie for today is Doctor Strange. I it is like this number one. eleven. Whew. Um, 
Come on, there's ten other movies. I still. know. It's just you have to rank them. It's hard to if put I were them to in rank order. the top ten Marvel movies, this would be a whole different list. Yeah. But it's not. In fact, I bet you even the top ten that I have wouldn't be in the uh, the ultimate top ten. <laughs> it just wouldn't. I really enjoy this movie. Yeah, 2016, PG-13, duh. Uh, one hour, 55 minutes long, directed by Scott Derrickson. Um, he directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I've seen that movie once, and I he's don't done, remember he's it also, well. I think he also did Sinister and some other horror movies. So he's a horror movie director okay. doing a PG-13 Doctor Strange movie with monsters. You know? So... He did his thing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch debuts He's in this He's always movie. great. Um, he didn't debut through another movie. Although there's a throwaway mention of Doctor Strange in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not at no. all yeah. in the movie. I, I don't want to say this guy's name, but it's like Chetwell uh, Effion or something like that. Uh I can't say his name. Does okay. he play the bad guy? He plays a bad guy, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Rachel McAdams is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Benedict Wong. So there's two Benedicts in this movie. Ooh. And they're buddies because he plays Wong. Yeah. So he plays himself. Is his last name really Wong? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Mads Mikkelsen and uh, Tilda Swinton plays a bald woman. A lot of hate towards her. And I don't understand it. It's because she's she's just got this look. Well, she's very androgynous, but yeah. I, I know there was a lot of um, well, they discussion because, because yeah, the master should have been Asian. Yeah. Um, but in the in the master the, wasn't Asian in the universe of the comics. There's been multiple masters, right? There's been multiple Sorcerer Supremes. Okay. She was a source. She was a Sorcerer Supreme at the time. Okay. And then she passes the torch to Doctor Strange. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think she did a good job. The Master. I don't know. I don't know enough about Doctor Strange to tell you. I mean, I started. I just started reading Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and he went to outer space. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um. There's some really trippy effects in this movie. Uh-huh. There's really cool uh, visuals. I really like their teleportation. Um, the house was so cool. Yeah. The house was a character in itself. The, the Sanctum the Sanctorum. The cape was really awesome. Yeah. The, the fact that all the houses, all the Sanctums are connected. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and Dormammu was the bad guy. <gasps> I know. It wasn't Mephisto. It wasn't uh, Blackheart. It wasn't a Ghost Rider villain. Mm-mm. They would have done that, by the way. Really? If this was an 80s movie, they'd have totally just gone, well, Ghost Rider's popular. Let's make a villain uh, out of that guy. Yeah. No, I thought this was really thought out well. Yeah. It just flowed really and, well. And, and Cumberbatch also voiced Dormammu. So he's the, oh, that's he's, right. he's the villain and the hero of this mm-hmm. movie. It introduces us to the Time Stone. Yes. I don't quite like the fact that the time stone is the eye of Agamotto or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, so whatever. He'll get it back. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's one of the better te- 
tellings of Doctor Strange. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Right. Just like I didn't know how they were going to do Guardians of the Galaxy with mm-hmm. the iteration that mm-hmm. they chose. Yeah. Because my Guardians of the Galaxy is not the Guardians of the Galaxy that are on the screen. Yeah. Mine are Vance Astrovic, um, Yondu, and, uh, you know, Starhawk, Alita, you know, and I really like those characters. And they're not in this movie or not in Guardians of the Galaxy. The same thing with Doctor Strange. I'm like, okay, they're going to introduce magic. Doctor Strange, surgeon, goes to the mountain, breaks his hands, goes to the mountains, becomes a Sorcerer Supreme, lives in a big house with an Asian butler. (laughs) How are they going to do this? I liked how they brought uh, Inception into this movie. Yeah, it was very Inception-ish. Yeah. Um, I liked Tilda Swinton. She was she was the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah. Which is how a lot of life is, when, when you know, is lived. Yeah, when you know what's going to happen and the probabilities of what would happen if this happens, yeah, you're going to just choose some hard choices yeah. and become the bad guy, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. Um yeah, I liked the cape. I like that the cape is sentient. Yeah. Because I don't think it is in the in the I don't uh, know. comics. I think it's just a cape of levitation. Oh, it was very funny. The battles were fun. Yeah. Um, the guy with the burnout eyes, that Mads Mikkelsen guy, mm-hmm. he was cool. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's in a lot right now, too. Isn't he? He's Hannibal, right, in the TV series? I think so. Yeah. He's yeah, everywhere right now. Yeah. Okay, so we have 22 to 11. Okay. And that's where we're ending it today. So, on our Facebook wall, tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> anyway, this has been Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Podcasts. We have a Facebook page. Obviously, uh, it is Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. And we have a Twitter account. And you can follow us at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Tell us what your favorite Marvel movie is. And it doesn't even have to be part of the MCU. You could say, My favorite Marvel movie is The Punisher starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. You could say anything you want. Anyway. Thanks for listening, and uh, with that, just uh, go watch a movie.